Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from upset or confused Dunno and says, Stepsister, 16 female, tried to break up my girlfriend, 19 female, and me, 19 male. The title says it all, really, but I'll provide some background now. My mum was abusive to me. When I was 10, my father divorced her and took custody over me. Nowadays, I have no relationship with her whatsoever, nor am I interested in pursuing one. My dad remarried when I was 17, and while I'm never going to look at his wife as a mother figure, I have my aunt for that. I'm glad that they have found each other and make each other happy. After the hell that was his marriage to my biological mother, after looking out for me and keeping me as his number one priority for years and years. I'm glad he's found someone to love and someone he could love back. My stepmom was a widowed single mother and my dad met her. I can't say I ever bonded much with Sandra, my stepsister, but we got along for the most part. Did we squabble and fight when we first started living in the same house? Sure, it wasn't perfect, but it all worked out eventually. Or so I thought until very recently. I've been with my girlfriend Daphne since we were both 14. Yes, I know that the odds aren't in our favor, but we don't really care about that. We are both actually studying the same thing, so it's not like university is going to pull us apart, though we both still live with our parents respectively. Today, early in the morning, Daphne showed up at our doorstep. My dad and stepmom were confused by her popping up so early at our place and without me even mentioning it. But they let her in and told me she was there. Daphne basically said she wanted to have a talk about something serious and we moved to my room for privacy. She then proceeded to show me text messages sent from my phone about how I wanted a break from our relationship and to go no contact for a month to sort out my feelings. Given that I rarely actually discuss that kind of stuff over text messages rather than in person, she knew something was very off about the message and exchanged a few more just to confirm it wasn't me sending those. We looked through my phone and saw no record of messages, but I found out my girlfriend's number had actually been blocked on my end. At the time my girlfriend received the messages, I was out of the house with some friends next door and left my phone at the house. Dad and stepmom were out on a date and my sister was basically on her own in the house, so it had to be her. I honestly have no idea what was going through Sandra's head when she did this. It's not like I would see Daphne in class or anywhere else. My sister has been away for the day, visiting her father's side of the family. And I will bring this up with my dad and her mum tomorrow when she comes back but I honestly have no fucking clue how to go about this. So I came here to basically ask how Daphne and me could go about doing this whole thing. Now, the only thing that's popping into my head that we see many times in these stories is that it's possible jealousy that she sees that you've got something in the relationship kind of thing that she wants. So so she's deciding to destroy that, which I know seems absolutely mad to just go out and do something like that, but we've seen it time and time again. So possibility it's that either way i think you need to confront it because i think the alternative of it is 
it just continues. But Ratastic says, I will talk to your dad and stepmom immediately, while Daphne is part of the conversation and asks them how to best handle the situation. She sounds like she's cray. OP says, regardless of whether we do it tonight or tomorrow, Daphne is going to be a part of that conversation as this is something that impacted her too, but thanks. And quotes, sounds like she's cray. OP says, I doubt she's actually crazy, but I failed to see why she would do something like this. A deleted user says, I think your plan to tell the parents is a good one. Let them deal with it. Also, hooray for girlfriend for being sensible. OP quotes that and says, like I said, the whole thing didn't sound like something I would ever do. So it wasn't hard for Daphne to figure out it wasn't me sending the messages. Another user says her reaction when you confront her will be telling, but I think the most prominent reasons could be she hates you and or is jealous of you. She hates Daphne and is jealous of her. She's just cruel and wants to cause misery and pain. This is a badly misjudged prank, which is really just a cover for her being cruel. No good throwaway says stepsister in love with you and jealous. Opie says, I hope not. I guess we'll see what's what after our parents talk with her. One more comment from Hippo Hockey says, getting your parents involved ASAP with Daphne's support is extremely important. I can see from the comments that you hope your sister isn't crazy, but my cray cray alarm is going bonkers. From my experience with mentally unstable teenage girls, as a friend or a teacher, this is the start of stories like that time you hugged her way back when, and she just knew you were signaling her that you wanted to be together forever, or she could threaten to say you did things to her to get you to actually do things with her, etc. Don't be fooled. Cover your ass because it could get nailed to the floor. I'd be kind of afraid to live with her. So, OP does update the post, and they said, Sandra didn't have a crush on me. She didn't want to have sex, never saw me that way to begin with, and she didn't have anything against my girlfriend Daphne. And she wasn't jealous of our relationship or anything of the sort. I admit, I was thinking the worst after reading some of the comments in the previous thread. I was afraid how she react when confronted by us. That's fairly anticlimactic, as it all turned out. First thing she did, apologize, and you can tell it came from the heart to Daphne. Then she apologized to me, and she started crying, but she didn't run away or try to push away the issue when we talked to her. See, she felt we were starting to really get along and started looking at me as a part of the family. She loved me, just not in the way everyone in the last thread was afraid of. Now the thing is, she overheard Daphne and me talking on a few occasions about moving out to a place of her own. In the past few months, we talked more and more about this, even went out to look at some places together. We didn't hide it or anything. Our families knew all about it. I guess Sandra just panicked about me moving out and away from her just when she started to bond with me properly. Needless to say, Sandra was grounded and had a few other punishments. Nothing too harsh, but nothing too mild either. Issued and privileges revoked for the duration of the summer. She genuinely was sorry. My dad and her mum were kind of afraid this might be something deeper, so just in case they sent her to therapy. But that was done and over with after a few sessions when it was made clear Sandra was just being a teenage girl who didn't know how to communicate well. All better now. Can't say Daphne's forgiven her about it all the way. But they talk now more than they used to and Sandra and me are closer too. Strange as it might be how this whole thing started. For our first proper family trouble, this sure was a doozy, but at least it ended well. I love it when people say doozy. I really don't know why, but I do love it. And I'm glad that OP was able to solve this through communication again. And they seem to be moving forward in a positive way. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from BJCL0624 and says, Am I crazy? My wife, 43 female of three and a half years, 
Constant criticism hurts me, 42 male, and I don't know if she's right. I read it. I apologize for the length of this. Throw away, obviously. My wife, let's call her Julie, and I are both on our second marriages. I see my two teenage boys from my first marriage a couple of times a week. I met Julie five years ago. We leased a house together a year after that and got married two years after that. Julie is a practicing psychologist that has been all over the world. Let's just say my job is very different and I'm from a small town. We were happy for the first year or so. But then every few months, Julie would say that she wasn't getting the quality of connection and depth she wanted out of this relationship. At first, she said she was mostly happy and that we worked very well together. And these things that were missing were nice to have, but they were very important things to her. She wanted more deep, meaningful conversations where we talked through our personal struggles and things we're wrestling with inside. Tossed around ideas and theories we were thinking about. Talked about how we wanted to improve, etc. I've been open to those kinds of conversations, especially being there for her to talk through things, but I'm a pretty simple, genuine guy, really. While I have depth, awareness, insight, and I'm very attentive, I'm not one to always be grappling with internal struggles. I don't start these kind of conversations naturally. On occasion, shit is going on in my life and I'm struggling with something. I naturally get vulnerable and talk about it, but it is usually about something specific and tangible that happened, like with my kids slash their mother or something I'm thinking about at work. What she says about that though quite regularly is that she never sees insight from me about my role in things or any curiosity about how I can work on myself to shift dynamics or whatever. I think her teacher slash therapist kicks in and she corrects, reframes, asks questions that feel to me like she's trying to lead me to some realization that I just haven't yet. And while I'd remained open to it for a long time, I've come to find it extremely critical, patronizing and condescending. I feel like I can't talk about things in my voice, nor can I react naturally to things. I feel like I have to stop and second guess everything that comes out of my mouth to evaluate whether or not I'm going to be criticized yet again for how I phrase something or react to something. I let her know what happens for me and it frustrates her. She feels double bound because she can't talk about what she's needing in this relationship without triggering me in all patterns of being criticized. When she says she's really not criticizing me, so she's stuck. I kind of call bullshit because unless I'm so out of touch reality, she actually is criticizing me or having judgments of how I did or did not react to something. Anyway, fast forward, we've been having a really hard time for over a week now which started after a huge reaction Julia had to a situation with my kids over the holidays. They're young adults and were not respectful of my time or communicating with us about plans. And I'll admit it was quite rude. She was extremely activated and irritated with their self-entitlement, which is real and highly critical of how they were raised and how I've handled the relationship with them over the years. She was very vocal about how she would have handled things very differently going years and years back. I handled it by removing the boys from the equation as per her suggestion and took them to a restaurant for our holiday dinner. Later on, I found out that this also upset her. We talked through it a bit after the house was quiet, but nothing was really resolved. The same night as the argument about my kids being jackasses, Judy couldn't sleep. She got up and ended up being up all night and as it turns out, reading a book, a relationship book. I woke up around 2.30 and noticed she was gone, but I was still reading from the conflict. I did not feel like running after her for more. Now that I was up, I got on Facebook and started exploring the newsfeed, then clicking on people I know, then looking at friends of friends, and honestly, after a while, I was following threads of attractive women for no other reason than the fact that they were attractive. She discovered I'd been doing that and is now extremely upset about what that behavior says about the state of our relationship. To her, it means we're in conflict, 
She's up all night reading relationship books and I'm escaping outside the relationship. That puts us in a tailspin for over a week now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A few days later, I went out for a beer with a friend of mine, Ken we ended up talking about all that's been going on in my house. He had a lot of insight, making the connection for the first time that my lack of interest in sex lately probably has something to do with antidepressants I was on. Suggested I go off them, try couples therapy, take her out on a real date, etc. When I came home to my wife, I sat next to her on the couch and started telling her what he and I talked about. Within the first 30 seconds, she scoffed at how I had told Ken we were going through a rough patch. Within the next two minutes, she was snidely commenting about how the way I was phrasing things like was very victim-y. Within another two minutes, she was indignantly saying, what I'd like to have heard you say was. I stopped and said, okay, here's what just went on for me. I came home after a great conversation with Ken that I wanted to share with you. And then here's what I was met with. I told her exactly what I'd just said in the previous paragraph. I'd initiated that conversation with the intention of arriving at getting into couples therapy, but instead felt so goddamn criticized that we ended up having a half hour long conversation about that. Then about how she's stuck because she can't talk to me about what she needs in this relationship without me feeling criticized. It escalated. There was yelling. I called her out every single time. What she said was condescending, patronizing, etc. There was tearing up. I said, you don't hear me constantly telling you how I need you to grow and be different for me to be happy. And you regularly say that to me. And I've been for the past three years. There was a point where Julie stopped and said, I think we should get divorced. Which bed do you want to sleep in tonight? She poured herself a drink and went upstairs. I went downstairs to the guest room. Five minutes later, she texts me. She said, you're correct. I'm unhappy. I thought you loved me enough to care about that and want to work on things. Instead, you get indignant and want to be accepted unconditionally. I tell you I struggle with that because I want intimacy, passion, connectedness and to work on getting that together. You berate me for being judgmental, rejecting and critical. I'm out of options other than to let you go find what you want. I clearly am unable to give it. And you are hurt and angry about that. I'm sorry I'm unable to be the person you need me to be. This relationship is apparently destructive to us both. But the best thing seems to be to get out of it. I have only a critical and hurtful effect on you. I don't want that or intend that, but it is nevertheless the result of our interactions. It needs to end. You need to find someone who can give you what you are looking for, and I do too. I hope you'd be that person, but you've been crystal clear that you don't want to be and can't be, and I need to finally hear you and accept what you are saying. I always thought if two people loved each other enough that they would grow for each other. You want to be accepted as is, as it hurts me. I wish it didn't. I hoped it would be workable. Clearly it's not. 
I'm sad about that, but finally hearing you. I get that you want to be loved exactly as you are with no change, reflection or growth, etc. I want you to go and find that. I want a relationship in which we are pushed to our highest potential and keep growing and working on things. I was wrong to think you wanted the same, especially when you've been adamant that you want to be accepted as you are. We have totally different paradigms. Mine hurts you. Yours leaves me wanting. I see no solution right now. I responded. I would like to respond, but I have no words. Sorry to have failed you, hurt you, berated you. She replied, you don't care and you are happy I'm done. I said, that is not true. She said, it's a relief to you. I said, that is not true for me. She said, you were sick of me. Yes, it is. You couldn't be clearer that you have had enough of me. I said, I'm sick of being told I'm failing you or not living up to your standards. But she responded, you're sick and tired of everything I have to say. I have no desire to care about my being lonely and hurt. I said, that is not true for me. I'm sick of anything that has a tone of disapproval of me, my behaviors, my actions, or lack thereof. She responded, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I feel hurt. I'm sorry I tried to talk about it with you. I said, I'm sorry I hurt you over and over and over again. I clearly cannot be who slash what you expect of me. She said, yeah, why is that? Why is it over and over again? I don't understand that at all. I said, in the process of being me, I hurt you over and over and over again. I'm sorry for that. She said, anyway, you'd be relieved by divorce. I said, it's not true for me. She said, you never were in this to begin with. I said, also not true for me. She said, I don't believe you. How could you possibly not be relieved by the prospect of being free from a rejecting, critical, dishonest screw? I said, what seems true about that statement is that I've not been in this in the way you expect. She said, you can't wait to have your bachelor freedom back. I said, you do realize how many words you're putting in my mouth right? She says, and start hitting the bars. There are many unconditionally loving women out there who will expect only physical security from you. These aren't words in your mouth. These are words from my perceptions. I own that. I'm letting you know the messages I receive, unintentional or inaccurate or not. Go stay at Ken's house. I'm sure you'll be much happier there. You hate being here and you sure as hell don't love me. I said, oh my God, Julie. And she said, exactly. And I said, I love you. She responded, it's just a rough patch. Seriously, is that what you tell yourself? Let's not allow the impact of anything to actually hit us. Let's just keep minimizing and pretending it's not that bad and get angry with Julie for having feelings about it because she gives a shit about relationships and doesn't want to sweep things under rugs. God fucking forbid. What does love mean to you anyway? I don't even know what you mean when you say you love me. You don't want sex. You don't desire me. I said antidepressants. She says you don't feel accepted by me. You don't like how I talk to you. I said I am not accepted by you. She said you don't like how I word things. You don't like my perceptions and especially don't like when I try to get clarity by engaging you in conversation about them. You don't like when I see things differently from you. You don't like the feedback I give you about how things impact me. You don't like how I talk to you. You don't like how I pressure you. You don't like how I make you feel. You don't like how I interact with you. You don't want to grow or reflect for me or you. You want to examine things and learn, not for me or for you. I said, and you're critical of that. She says, what the fuck does I love you even mean to you? don't even know me all you see is criticism and rejection it's not even possible to love that and it's all you see i said i guess i don't know you she said so if i am so critical and judgmental and rejecting why the hell are you here duty obligation go be free i just sighed and she said go and find someone who loves you in the way you need with no needs of her own i said i get it she said just like my ex-husband you need a good woman who accommodates i said i don't meet your needs i get it and she says and i'm just as bitchy as your ex-wife said nope and nope she responded 
You meet many of my needs and some not. Stop polarizing every fucking point. I said, I'm polarizing. She says, on that point, yes. On all points, no. You feel contempt and scorn for me. Love, no. I said, not true for me. I feel less than you. Unworthy unless I speak the way you want me to speak. Grow like you want me to grow. Stretch like you want me to stretch. Deal with the boys the way you want me to. Deal with my ex-wife the way you want me to. The contempt and scorn comes at me, not from me. But that's such a victimy thing for me to say. Julie responds and says, My way must be god-awful for you to hate it so much. You trolling through Facebook again, planning your backup plans. Of course, and yes, when your responses are habitually reactive and don't reflect what is good for you, then yes, I judge that. I judge it because you are self-harming and I care about you. But all you ever see is the judge, never the care. You can't receive the care I send you away, and I can't send it away you can receive it without your help and input. But by the time you are even liking to engage in helper input, it's wounded and ugly and detrimental. I can't give you what I want. I want to, but that would require conversation of a quality I can't activate with you. I simply don't have the skills or insight to figure it out, and you are happy sleeping and going oblivious. You should find someone more like you. I do you damage and disservice, and you clearly have no interest in the work this relationship takes. You actively resent it. I want to work at things and you hold it against me and use it against me as evidence of how unaccepting I am. I said, I think that you're really saying is that you want someone more like you. That's fine. You deserve that. She says, I want someone who cares enough about a relationship with me to work on it. Instead of hiding behind, I'm fine as is. Why can't you accept me? I said, I cannot be that person without a lot of work in your eyes. She says, I'm not worth working on things for. Got it. I said, not what I said. She says, yes, it is. I'm not worth it. I'm too critical and judgmental. You aren't loved unconditionally enough. Got it. You don't love me enough to care about hearing how you sometimes impact me. That's my alone problem. I don't bring it to you because that just makes you feel bad and you don't want to feel bad ever. Truth is, you hate being with me. You think I'm always on your back, always judging you. I try to reach out and share where I'm at. That's interpreted as critical and horrible. There is no way for me to connect with you in a real way. That's some slats happy always. I can't be a whole person. I have to be only a happy person. Otherwise, it's an affront to your sense of self. You refuse to work with me, and I'm lonely and hurt and sad. I just responded with, sorry. And she says, you are not perfect, and I still love you. But inside of you, you can't bridge them. You have to be perfect or unlovable, and that is bullshit. But it doesn't matter what I think or feel, because ultimately, for you, unless you are all perfect, it must mean I am all rejecting. And you can't stop lying to yourself and me. You want your freedom back and you believe there is someone out there who will love you and accept you with minimal conflict. Go find them. Since these messages, we have been functioning roommates. Some awkward moments, some not. Nothing has been resolved. I'm feeling more distant by the day. I have a therapist appointment on Monday with someone who Julie isn't connected to. Please help. Am I doomed? What is happening? Edit. She asked me out of the blue if I wanted to be with her. I hesitated and said I'm not sure how to answer that. She threw all my shit onto the front lawn, wailing. She was screaming that I didn't love her. I have no idea she was this messed up. Wish me luck, Reddit. Now, I'll just give you a brief overview of the comments. A lot of them are against the wife in this situation, basically saying that she wants out and is trying to justify it by putting it all on you, whether that be true or not. And she's refusing to be the bad guy in this and is just constantly trying to justify or break the relationship off in a way that she can't be the bad guy. So OP does come in to update the post and they said, thank you to everyone that responded with suggestions, clarifications, opinions, and advice. 
it's been a bit overwhelming and I can't possibly reply to everyone, but I'm so thankful for each of your comments. The situation has deteriorated, especially after she flipped her lid and tossed all of my clothing into the snow. That night kind of sealed the deal for me. I booked a hotel for three nights, which is where I am right now. I've since reached out to a lawyer and I'm looking for apartments. After more drama last night, I wrote her and I said I'm moving out and think we should divorce. She's been very Jekyll and Hyde from day to day, but as of right now, she wrote and said she's deeply saddened but accepting of it. It seems that she'll be reasonable in dividing everything and getting closure. Time will tell, but I'm feeling more relief than sadness, which I think in itself is a sign that this is very much over for me. Thanks again, and I remain open to more comments and suggestions, whatevers. So respond and write freely. All the best, Reddit. And that was OP's last post as far as I could find. But what do you guys make of this situation? How would you have dealt with that if it was you? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams. Oh yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read. Oh yeah, you see we in despair, crime everywhere. You're selling false hope cause you just don't care. Nah, uh, you just don't care.